This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants, 18 plus, rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And welcome again to Cottage Talk Full-Time. I'm Russ Goldman. Joining me is Giannis Janais. This is our initial reaction show, the phone's 1-1 draw against Blackpool. You can't see Giannis, but you certainly can hear from him. And uh, during the show, we're going to be talking about this 1-1 draw, a point for Fulham, and we'll talk about the result in just a second. But Giannis, you and I were talking about this before we went live. I think we have to start here with the medical emergency at Craven Cottage, and uh, I just want to just say my thoughts are with uh, this person's family. I'm just thinking about the family uh, dealing with this uh, very bad situation at Craven Cottage today, Giannis, and uh, it kind of, uh, again, for me personally, I I know a little bit about this, and I'm just, all I'm going to say is my thoughts are with the family of uh, this individual and uh, thinking of you at this moment as we do this show. Giannis, uh, again, uh, we'll talk about the result in just a second. Disappointing, but it's very hard when uh, someone goes to uh, a football match and uh, probably a lifelong fan and uh, has a, a medical emergency at the event at, at the match at, at today at Craven cottage. And, uh, my heart really dropped when I first heard about this. And then of course we had the delay and uh, it's just horrible. Giannis football takes a, just a step back from life here. And uh, that's why I wanted to talk about this before we do anything. Yeah. It's um, the, the, the game today and the result is of secondary importance. It, it's um, it's, it's been an interesting year because we've had a number, number of medical emergencies at grounds around the country. And I really am in support of um the fact that when these incidents do occur, um, and Mike Rodick deserves a lot of credit for He absolutely does. Yeah, and uh, just, you know, the, the referee used common sense. Um, they stayed on the field, then they went off the field um, while, you know, the medical um, personnel um, dealt with the uh, stricken individual. And um, when it happens in the ground, and I have, that did happen. I was at a game many years ago. Uh, I think we, we were playing at Brentford. I think it was, it was, it was back in the eighties when that happened. Yeah. It happened right in front of me, and it's um, it's very scary. What one of the the positives about so, something like that happening in any sort of ground is that you have now because of the availability of defibrillators and medical personnel, and they do it. We all we all know they do an absolutely fantastic job. Right. Um, and because you've got so many people there, um, you've got first aid that's available. What was unfortunate was that the delay was was um, was 
significantly significantly long to point to the fact that this was a very serious medical uh, incident and you could tell from the reaction of the Blackpool fans who I thought were magnificent during this our home supporters both sets of players and the officials that they needed to um, give deference and pay respect to the, the situation at the time um, and they went off the field and um, um, you know when updates come in of course they're going to be available and, yep. and what have you but the game today is um, of secondary importance, it, and you can tell the effect it had on the Fulham players. Right after break, it was an, a completely different team, and I, and I have to give enormous credit to Blackpool the way they of battled. Course. Of course, they were super super in the second half. They got a deserved equaliser. Yep. they played us very tough. Um, their fans were, were vocal. So they brought two thousand supporters down from the northwest, um, but even they will admit on a, you know on their bus and train rides home that. Um, uh, anytime this happens, really, thoughts are really only with one person and the family beyond that. So it's it's um it's uh yeah it's a it's a very very difficult time. Okay, and I'll just say this one more time because I've learned some information. Just it's a personal matter for me, and I just I'm not going to say anything more. I am just going to say my thoughts are with the family of this individual, and uh, I'm. Again, I'm a little shaken myself, and Giannis was suggesting that maybe we should we should wait 24 hours. But I wanted to do this show because uh, I think it's important to talk about people who go to a football match, love the club, and something happens. And uh, thankfully, like I said, uh, Merrick Rodak alerted the proper people, and um, the uh, medical teams were able to to work on this person and. Uh, I don't know. I'll just say one more time. I'm just continuing to think of uh, the family of uh, this individual. And uh, I just got to take a little deep breath. And we're going to now talk about the match. But it certainly had an effect on the match. But the match itself is extremely, and I'll say it one more time, secondary. This is actually, this is hit hard for me. And uh, um, I'll just say that we're going to talk about the match now but I'm thinking of uh, the family of this individual. Okay. All right, Giannis, let's now talk about it. But let's talk about what happened before the medical emergency because Fulham came out strong, my friend. They actually did. We're going to now transition and talk about the actual match itself. And I thought, you know, again, they came out on the front foot. They were dominating the play. And what I noticed at the beginning of the match, and again, we'll – as we talk about this, there was a change from Blackpool because Blackpool, I don't know if they came out and gave us a, too much respect, but they allowed us really to just boss the match, Giannis. And that was good for us. They actually allowed us to have the ball and really weren't pressing us too much. And Fulham got the goal early, which led me to think that, okay, we're on track here. And the goal is from Mitro, Giannis, but this goal is just a tap, and this is about the players that actually set up Mitro. So let's talk about the goal for Fulham. You're absolutely right. Um, it's uh, We came out in the front foot. They set up in the 5-4-1, and uh, you knew then exactly what they were going to play for. They knew we were going to be angry after that performance early in the season up at Bloomfield Road, where we, let's be honest, we laid an egg, and it's the only time uh, that we lost this year where um, um, we had actually 
not scored a goal, and it was a poor performance by by, by all accounts. And it, right, it, I mean, it, it it does happen, but um, the cross, you know, from Fabio, Cabano, Fab doing the thing, the link up play, the ball comes across, Mitro taps it in, and you're thinking, well, we're five minutes in, this is going to be, this could be a rout. But right then, but then you have your game changer. And, and the game changer came on 13 minutes. And and I think there's a graphic from the BBC Sport which maybe sums it up for me. Um, Mitro's kneeling in the middle of the um, ground on the, on the field with a, a hand on one of you know the, the game balls. Right. And I think when you we were on the front foot then and we look at what we could have got out a second or not even a third goal. But at that particular point, after about five minutes, you watch, you started to watch the body language, particularly of the Fulham players on the pitch. Uh, you, you then realised that the, 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 there was something going on here, and yep. Blackpool were very, very professional about it, as you'd expect them to be, and respectful. Um, but as the time wore on, um, and then the players had to be taken off, and they were being obviously they'd done their warm up, they go back in, they're a goal up. They're on the front foot. I think they had something like ninety percent possession, right? And the first 12, 13 minutes, and the longer that they're sitting there, the more they're thinking. The more they're thinking, the more they're beginning to pontificate about the fact that whatever's going on in the stands is isn't an, isn't a small incident. And when they were brought back on, it was a matter of thirty or no, half an hour, which is a, such a significant amount of time um, that they. I don't think the players will have been informed about the seriousness of what was happening on, on in the stands, but I think they will have been acutely aware by when they walked onto the pitch, just the atmosphere. And they probably, um, they were taken away from that, luckily, yep. but they will have sensed it going back on. And then when you have half time, and for Marco Silva and the coaches, it's a tough time. You, you've dominated them and you have to go back in for, you know, terrible circumstances and you go back out and it's just not the same and no. although the school says well nothing the atmosphere is different and then at half time he has to redo that again with the coaches with the players all of them probably i'm sure someone in the change said oh, gaffer do you have any news and and he probably didn't right and they're, and they're they're listening to him with the instructions being professionals but then they're also humans exactly they're not, Giannis. they're human beings they're and- human beings and that's really a diff- that would have been tough for Marco and for the players. And yep. second half, I think, showed that because they came out. Blackpool came out gangbusters. Um, they did, and they deserve all the credit for how they played in the second half. We'll talk about that in a second. This isn't making any excuses for Fulham. In fact, it's actually no. given them credit in, in a different way because I think if I was out there on the pitch and I witnessed something like that and then I had to go – back out and play and act like nothing had happened, I think it would affect me a great deal. I think it's hard. Bec- and I, in a way, I think it shows the human side of all of these players. But let me just say, you know, again, it's a match, and you're going to play, and you're going to continue. And Neil Critchley got his team after the restart to press form and cause problems. And, again, that is a credit to them, but – all I will say, I'm going to give credit for Fulham for, for, and the players for just 
going out there after that and playing and trying to do their best and be professional. And Blackpool and their players, they were professional. They, again, just went out there and did their job. And they, again, made an adjustment. They started to press Fulham, Giannis, causing them some problems. And Fulham couldn't get that second goal. We're just talking about the first half. And um, what are your thoughts about, again, we restart and Blackpool starting to press Fulham. And I could just see a nervousness from Tosin and a nervousness especially from Tim Ream, Giannis. Again, let's put aside for two seconds. We're just talking about the football, of how they might might be feeling. But when they were being pressed, they were nervous. And you could see it. They had that mistake in them. It played itself out a few times during the match. And, of course, we'll talk about the second half. Yeah, that's right. And and, and I think think how you react to something like that is, is also hugely dependent on if you know the the nature of the person um, uh, who uh, you know the victim of any medical incident, if that's a Blackpool fan, then you probably see, I think you probably see a, a very different looking Blackpool outfit. Right. The Fulham, the Fulham players knew it was one of theirs. Right. And that is that is that can that cannot be ever underestimated in fact no. it would have i suspect it had a massive effect on the players and it doesn't matter um it doesn't matter who the fan is it doesn't matter where they come nope. from it doesn't matter nope. if they're season ticket holders their first time at a game and they're wearing a scarf the the fact that they know that they're there to cheer them on and they paid their money to cheer them on and you know that they're there and you know that something's happened is is tough on on everybody in that in that stadium but particularly the fans our fans and supporters, and um, it's just, it just well, <laughs> I, I, I used to, I've, I've, I've chatted with many a fan about this one, about, you know, um, do, you, do you look at things, um, you look at life and then you wonder, you know, where, if you to ever suffer medical Incidents or what have you? Where would you Where would you like to be in the world? Where would you right. Would you like to be at home? Would you like to be at work? And there are many full-on fans that would say to you, "I would rather be at Craven Cottage. I would rather yes. be there, surrounded yes. by eighteen thousand people who all feel the same way as I do." And your family, and, and the full family, family, the full-on family, and it doesn't yeah. matter what club it is in the world, and it is that's what makes it. That's why it has that great effect. And it doesn't matter whether you've got 18,000 yeah. stands or 1,000 or 67,000. It's still the same effect. And, I, and you could tell our players were... I, I mean, it's funny. Joe, I thought Joe Bryan had a very good first half. Yep. Um, even after the break, I thought he played very well. But Tosin and Ream looked um, rattled. And Adoy looked certainly more rattled than I've seen him for a while. Absolutely. And we Absolutely. just couldn't get... We just... You know, I'm, I'm waiting to see what social media is going to say because I'm hoping nobody's saying, "Oh, we've got points against Blackpool." And it's a, it was a tough afternoon, a tough yeah. game, a tough situation. Forget it. But let, let's 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 you know let's move on and and that's it. Right. That's the way and, to look at it. Right, and that's also Giannis why I, I think it's important you and I do this because we're family. Yes, we're we're part of the Fulham family. And I'm sure all of the Fulham supporters are concerned about what happened to this Fulham supporter at Craven Cottage today. And 
And uh, I don't blame them uh, because, again, we are a group. But the point of all of this, we're, we're human beings. The players are human beings. Marco Silva, we're all human. It's difficult to then go and play when you know, like you said, that a member of your extended family, the Fulham family, looks like they're in trouble. And yeah. it's difficult. It's hard. But like you mentioned, you know, and I'll say this about myself. I've never watched a match at Craven Cottage. It's one of the things that I need to do before I pass away someday. I've not, but I love Fulham. And I'm going to tell you this right now that, you know, I thought about this. My family doesn't even know what I'm about to say, but I'm going to tell you right now on this show that if I have my way, I I would be cremated and half of my ashes to be spread at Gillette Stadium and half to be spread at Craven Cottage or outside of Craven Cottage. No, I think that's, I mean, that's, and, that's just about, yeah, yeah. And I'm just telling you, that's how strong I feel about the teams I support, the teams I love. If I went to a, if I'm to pass away or if I'm to have a medical emergency or something is to happen to me, I would want to be at a place that I love that is a second home. Gillette Stadium's a second home for me, even though I've never been to Craven Cottage to watch a match. I've been there twice not to watch a match. I would want it to be among the people I love. And that's the Foam family. So I, family. I, I know we're going off of talking about the match, but um it doesn't matter anyway, really. It's one of those days. It's actually, um, it's one of those days where really, um, it's actually um, the game is irrelevant. We we, yep. we drew one one. Um, the game is we, irrelevant. Yeah, yeah, really we, we, yeah. We got a point. Funnily enough, it was funny. I did hear something very interesting. I read on Hammy End this morning, and it, it's sort of sort of ironic on a, in a football sense. Because um, apparently we were lining up a bit for, for Josh uh, Bowler for Bowler, yeah, and I thought he was very good today. He was um, he was actually very good, and I don't know if there's anything beyond interest from Fulham, but if they do have interest, I would go for it for that player. He's hurt Fulham twice, and he has something, so I I would not be against he does. Josh he Bowler does. because again he's played very well against Fulham twice, and I think it goes beyond. Him playing well against Fulham, I think he's a quality player. So I do too. I, I do too. It's, it's yeah. just interesting that it went the way it did. Yeah, it is. It's just it's strange how everything seems to come together because again we'll now talk about the second half, Giannis. Mm-hmm. And I could just feel, and I, I know you're watching, and all the Fulham fans who are at Craven College and watching around the world, yeah. wherever you are or listening, are probably feeling the way that I'm feeling, Giannis. That Blackpool are starting to threaten. And the second half, I could feel that goal coming. So let's not waste any time. Let's talk about the goal from Josh Bowler. And what's interesting about this is that um, I just felt that there was this mistake in us because I thought defensively we were making errors, bad passes. It kept happening. And uh, unfortunately, Josh Bowler gets the equalizer here and it was well-deserved because they were very good, in the, especially in the second half, Giannis. Let's talk yeah, I, about the calamity that was this goal. Again, credit to Josh Bowler, but Fulham caused their own problems. Yeah, Tosin looked Tosin looked really, really rattled after that goal. I mean, it, just, it just wasn't his, it wasn't his game. Maybe he's like, what, he's 21, 20, he's a kid. And he's, he's, um, he's not usually 
we don't usually charge him with errant passes, but he's given the ball away and Hamilton's gone on it like a cat. And Bowler, Bowler does know how, Bowler does know how to finish. Um, and that was 57 minutes in. Um, and at that point, I, I think with what had happened before and since that break, I, I, I didn't think we were going to get a winner. I just I thought it was going to be that it was going to be that day, and it wasn't because I, you could turn and say, "Well, yeah, okay, we're not doing this, or our formation's wrong, or the subs are coming on on the wrong time, or refereeing decisions." I mean, when when do we ever not you know not talk about the refereeing decisions? It was going right. to be in written in the stars that this was not going to go the way that we hoped, and it was just going to be that kind of a day, and you just go. You know, you just go, you you move on, and and it's funny because if you look at the, the celebrations, it wasn't exactly, you know, you know, rip roar. It was, it was. No. I think they, they were fairly muted. Um, the, you know, they're 14th in the table. They've beaten the supper Bloomfield Road. They brought a lot of fans down. They've yep. gone a goal down early, but I think that even though they scored, I think that maybe it was part of the measure was a, a mark of respect that you know we're not going to go. Over, over the top and jump into the crowd or anything silly like that. Yeah. Um, and um, to be fair, they, they pressed well in the second half and um, we looked nervous and we looked off the, we looked off the pace. Um, yeah. and, and that's, hey, that's, 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 that's understandable. I think for a lot of fans in the stadium, the final, the final whistle probably came as an enormous relief, not because of anything that was happening on the pitch, but just, right. we, it's, it's, Half an hour, forty minutes later, and we've seen had to deal with this. There's a, a, a significant level of trauma that's taking place, particularly in the vicinity of, of where the incident was happening. Yeah, and you know that there would have been a lot of fans that, that left, many, many fans that left the stadium very upset, and they were, of course, don't won't know what's happening, and so they're wondering and they're guessing and they're. They're sad because they've seen this, and and uh, I doubt they're talking about the game. I doubt they're going, "Oh, Blackpool come down and mug us." It doesn't matter. It's not. It's not relevant no, to It's not going to be about the game, Giannis. And uh, no. this, it, it's really, it's about what happened at Craven Cottage today. And um, I'm going to say this again because, thankfully, Merrick Rodak, and we've already talked about about this. And uh, you know, when we get back to talking about football, I certainly want to know who your man of the match is. My man of the match is Merrick Rodak for what he did to alert the medical staffs to help this person who was uh, having a a medical emergency. And this, you know, and again, everyone can pick their man of the match for the actual football, but my man of the match overall, just for being uh, an incredible human being for, for caring and trying to take care of a very bad situation, Merrick Rodak. So thank you, Merrick Rodak, for yep. what you did today. Because, again, we could talk about the football, but you show the type of character you have as a human being. So you're my man of the match. You're my human of the match. How about that for what you did today? Thank you. I could not agree more. I absolutely agree with you, Ross. And I think that um, what will be interesting um, the aftermath in terms of you know whatever happens with whatever news comes through, um, the, the players um, and the coaching staff are probably going to require, um, probably going to require some uh, some uh, some counselling, because this is something that, that 
most of those players I've never witnessed before. And most fans in that stadium have probably never witnessed that before. I don't think that um, it's rarely happened at the cottage. Um, and usually when it does, and, may, and maybe that's a debate for another day. Where, you know, I think I personally think that when you've got a medical emergency in the crowd, I think you stop the game. I think you have to. The focus has to be on that. But there are those who would argue that you don't stop the game because if you didn't stop the game, then the players don't really know. And yep. then the fans, except those in the vicinity, don't really know. And it's only then after the fact. And, it's, you know, it's having a greater negative impact on everybody in the stadium if you stop the game. Personally, I think you have to stop it. And I'm yep. delighted because when you've got defibrillators or whatever you got, then I think the focus of attention has to be on whoever's in the victim. And let's not forget, let's not forget that um, yep. we remember the Fabrice Mwamba situation at White Hart Lane when yep. they were there. Obviously, the the the, um, the Ericsson situation at the Euros, which was extremely frightening. Yep. Um, and it's funny, if you look at all the medical, um, the situations have taken place and the repercussions on the game after the stoppage in play, they have almost always negatively impacted the team uh, belonging to the fan. And a classic example, I think of the Denmark, it was Denmark, Finland, when Ericsson went down. And on paper, Denmark, you know, it's in Copenhagen, you've got 50,000 Danes, you know, crying, you know, blood, you know, spitting blood. And then after that, the stoppage, oh, well, they came back later later on. It wasn't the same Denmark team. And Finland um, were respectful. They won the game. Uh, that Watford Norwich game two weeks ago, after the stoppage, Watford, they they stopped, um, they, they and and Ranieri. And it's funny, Ranieri in a way is very very unlucky, because if that hadn't happened, would Watford have possibly won that game? You could argue that, but that is the impact that something like this can have. Have so the players are going to require some support. So the coaches will need some support. I suspect there are many fans in that stadium that will require support. Yep. And um, I mean, from my perspective, is what I do as an educator yep. as a vice principal. I'm, if anybody, any fans that were at the stadium today, uh, want to reach out to me, um, please do. Um, so much of what I have to do in schools is is, is working with counselling from traumatic events and what have you. So there's something that I have a lot of experience in. And if they want to reach out, you know, our fallen family, you know my Twitter feed. Please, please do, please do, because in the next few days, as you. Um, as you, um, I'm, I'm slow my words. As you, if you, as you process what's happened today, then it really begins to sink in. And then at that point, once other details comes out, they'll people will need some support. So I'm offering myself yep. out there. That's even great. I'm five yes. hours behind, it's, and it doesn't matter. Any time, um, I'll even, I'll even, um, I'll even put my, um, you know what I'm going to do, Russ. I know yep. we're on live. I'm going to put, I'm going to give my, um, I'm going to put my, I'm going to put, you can share this with the um, okay. the fans now. I'm going to give everybody my cell phone number. Um, and Yana, can, so you're sure you want me to do absolutely, that? Absolutely. No, I, ab absolutely. Um, okay. This is, um, I would do it if I was in England. Um, okay. And I think this is very, very important. If you text me. Uh, call me whatever. Reach yep. out. That's my cell. That's my cell number um, here in Canada. So please, okay. please do. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna share this. I'm gonna I'm gonna share this uh, with everyone because Giannis asked me to 
if anyone wants to talk to Giannis uh, in regards to what's been going on t- uh, today at Craven College, need someone to talk to about this. Uh, I'm going to share this in just one second. And that, of course, includes you. Of course, includes you, Russ. Of course. Well, you know thank you, Giannis. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, I, it's a massive listen, call. Uh, I'm going to share this in in one second. Let me just pull this up because uh, this is uh, this is Giannis's phone number. If, if any foam supporters just need someone to talk to about what happened today, give him a call. Uh, it's very nice of you, Giannis, to uh, offer that. And I think it's important. And th- and thank you so much for your friendship and everything you've done for me. And uh, like I said, I'm not. I'm just going to say that. Uh, what happened today uh, has hit me pretty hard. And uh, um, the one good thing about it is that I'm a part of the Fulham family and the Fulham family rallies around each other. And that's what Giannis is doing today. And that's what I'm doing as well. I wanted to do a show and not just talk about the actual match itself, but give my, um, my thoughts and prayers to uh, the family of this individual who went to a match at Craven Cottage today and had a medical emergency. I'm thinking of all of you, and I'll continue to say that. But to finish up the show, we're going to talk about man of the match. So coming up next, please feel free to share who was your man of the match. Okay, Giannis, to finish up, I've already told you who my man of the match is. So who was your man of the match? Oh, it's got to be Rody. It's got, it's got to be Rody. I think, I think if um, things had gone differently in terms of the start of the match, we might be talking about Mitro or, or Wilson or Cabana or whoever, Kenny, Kavaya. But um, sometimes when you have in, what happened today, it's the speed at which things are undertaken. Rody was Johnny on the spot, quick as a cat, as, a, as keepers tend to be. And he alleged authorities that we had a problem. And, and, that, um, and that, was, that was huge. And I... You know, we'll sit here and hope that um, everything is okay. Um, and uh, but 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 Rody um, set a, a tremendous example and sent a message to everybody that you know you cannot um, just sometimes. In fact, more often than not, when you have something like that, the speed of which it's noticed dictates yeah. the speed of which authorities are alerted which gives a greater chance to whoever is going through whatever medical issue yep. to be supported to a safe spot where they can be treated appropriately. So yep. uh, Rodak deserves an enormous amount of credit for that. Uh, okay, I'm going to share some comments. This is from my friend Chris, my man of the match award. We'll go to the medical teams who was assisting the fan today. I agree with that, Chris. This is from Steve Reynolds, man of the match, the away fans. Last week we saw phone fans give a minute applause to a Stoke fan. And today we saw Blackpool fans applauding the medical staff, et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. I understand that. And Giannis, this is for you. This is from our friend Wayne. Giannis, you're a legend, mate. And Thanks, mate. I totally agree with that. Giannis, you, again, and I'll just share this about Giannis, and, and I'm not trying to embarrass Giannis or anything like that. When my father uh, passed away several years ago, it's, it's going to be six years ago, one of the first people to reach out to me was Mr. Janaeus here and was a support system for me. That's the type of person Giannis is. That's the type of person that I deal with on a regular basis when it comes to the phone supporters. So Giannis, you are a legend and uh, I will second that from our friend Wayne here. Well, I thank you, Chuck. No need. It's, it's, you know what? Uh, I I think I just posted on Facebook result is irrelevant. Today was about life. That's it. 
that's it. It's 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 yep. the way it is, and uh, um, you yep. know we're gonna um, let, we're gonna process. There's probably gonna be a fair amount of process, and then once we do that, I know everybody's gonna reach out and support each other, and then um, yeah, and then we sort of take it from there. Okay. So. Well, listen, my friend, I'm going to wrap up this show. And I just wanted, again, to say thank you to everyone that has watched this or listening to this. And um, like I said, uh, just thank you to everyone. I've been a foam supporter since 2007. And uh, what always amazes me in a positive manner is how strong this family is and the way that they have... uh, reacted to one of their own having a medical emergency today is unbelievable. And we're all doing it here on Cottage Talk. We, we care about every single member of the phone family. And uh, it's just amazing that uh, I've not stumbled into, but I became a phone supporter. And I have Clint Dempsey to thank for that. Because if it wasn't for Clint, I would not be a phone supporter. So thank you to him. But more importantly, thank you to all of you for just being part of my extended family. And I'm just going to leave that. And that's going the way we're going to end the show. For Yash and Ayas, I'm Russ Goldman. Thank you, as always, for watching and listening to Cottage Talk. It's the 90th minute and all to play for at the end of the match. All your mates are around. You've got your McDougat share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. Are you in? I know I'm in. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.